0: Om Namo Bhagavati Vaas And so on. Vibhashaha, being helpless, separate, once. Nama Abhibranan, chanting the holy name of the Lord. Urushaha a person. Karma Bandhana, the bondage of frugal activity. Namjusa, completely. Viknoti, wash it away. Yesya, yeah. yes, yeah. of, of which heart, heart. certainly, ever, ever in this way. way. Pratibandam, the repulsion. The repulsion. Mukshavaha, persons desiring liberation, liberation. Anyata, otherwise, Eva, Eva, certainly, Upalabhante upalabhante, are trying to realize. realize. Translation, Mm -hmm. N. Prabhupada is trying to teach me the Prabhupada. If one is embarrassed by hunger or who falls down or stumbles, chants the holy name of the Lord even once, willingly or unwillingly, he is immediately freed from the reactions of his past deeds. Karnese entangled in material activities face many difficulties in the practice of mystic yoga and other endeavors to achieve that same freedom. Purport? It is not a fact that one has to offer his material possessions to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and be liberated before he can engage in devotional service. A devotee automatically attains liberation without separate endeavours. Bali Maharaj did not get back all his material possessions mainly because of his charity to the Lord. One who becomes a devotee, free from material desires and motives, regards all opportunities, both material and spiritual, as benedictions from the Lord. And in this way, service to the Lord is never hampered. Gupti, material enjoyment, and mukti, liberation, are only byproducts of devotional service. A devotee does not work separately to attain mukti. Srila Dalaamur Thakur said, Mukti, Swain Mukti, Bukum Lita Jari, Savajesman. A pure worship of the Lord does not have to endeavor separately for Mukti because Mukti is all, always ready to serve him. In this regard, Chaitanya Tananda Antarena 3, 177 188 describes Haridasabur's confirmation of the effect of chanting the holy name of the Lord. We have a... heavenly planets, and thus far we've heard how the immense opulence and the luxuries of these planets are mentioned in the verses, following up to the last verse, and it is described how which is Venus Swarga, which is called Venus Swarga, which is Swarga, which is in the lower planets but it is yet a because of the immense opulence that is available to the people who live here, the inhabitants. They can thoroughly. Indulge in sense gratification. So there are upper planetary systems which are also uh, Divya Swarga and then there are middle planetary systems and then there are lower planetary systems. So you see it is mentioned, Shri Goswami actually mentions to Maharaj that these Swargas are so opulent that they defeat the opulence of the the Swargas or the heavenly planets of Indra. So that is the kind of opulence that the people who live there they enjoy. There is no old age, there is no disease, there is no such thing as getting tired. You know, so they don't have to go through any of these miseries and yet there are immense opulences and um, surroundings are so beautiful in life and very enlightening to the senses. And in the last verse, as was mentioned, um, so Bali Maharaj, he lives on the planet of Suddhana. So he is on that planet and he is Vali Maharaj now he is the grandson of Perala Maharaj. And in the last verse it was Kuswami explained how Bali Maharaj wo, completely surrendered to Vamanabe and because of his surrender the Lord was pleased with him and the Lord gave him the Suttalan planet. But uh, parikshit Maharaj also explains that when a devotee completely surrenders to the Supreme Lord the actual result, the greatest benediction that the Supreme Lord can give, is not the material benedictions or the material opulences, but the greatest benediction that the Lord can bestow upon His pure devotee is love of Godhead, pure devotional service. And therefore, this verse is in continuation with that verse. The real result of devotional service is awakening of pure love from for the Supreme Personality of God, which continues under all circumstances. And then, continuing in text 20, he says, If one who is embarrassed by hunger or falls down of stumbles, chance the only name of the Lord even once, willingly or unwillingly, he is immediately freed from the reaction of his past deeds. Karami is in material activities face many difficulties in the practice of Mr. Yoga. And other endeavours to achieve the same freedom. So what Shukdev Goswami is explaining here to Parichit Maharaj is that the other um, things, the other opulence, that a devotee may get. They are just side effects. They are just a positive side effects of devotional um, devotion service. They are not going to be aimed for because a devotee can automatically achieve them. And as Shidatopal explains that bhakti and mukti are not the goal of spiritual life; they are something that can be bestowed by the Supreme Lord on His devotee if the Lord so desires. Like for example, here in this case, um, such immense opulence was given to Bali Maharaj. But another important aspect here is it is mentioned that even though all these opulences were given to him. of devotional service, right? So this is a sign of pure devotee that even though he may be given unlimited opulences by the Supreme Lord, he, he is never swayed or he is never distracted by those opulences. He is able to maintain his focus on his devotional service to the Supreme Lord. And then, so this conversation that is mentioned in this verse
1: Shira quotes
0: a conversation from um, the Anti-Liga of Chetan Charitamrita. So, once upon a time, Haridas Thapur went to a village of Chandapur. Now, this is a village where um, Hiranya Majumdar and Govardhan Majumdar would live. And as you know, their son, Govardhan Majumdar, and his son, Harudhimat Das, who actually grew up to become uh, Ravana Das Goswami, one of the six Goswamis, um, and he was living there. And so, uh, so Haridas Thakur once went to the village of Chandpur. And over there, the priest, the family priest of uh, Govardhan Mujokdar and Niyadiyan Mujokdar, he uh, was very fond of Haridas Thakur. He looked after him and he took great care of so he, he was, uh, Narita Sakur was given um, a solitary cottage, a bhajnputi, where he would chant 500,000 names and he would chance. He would chant all day and give a very austere life. But he was kind enough to accept prushadam from the, from uh, Pallarapacharya, who is the uh, good of uh, the priest of uh, Govartal Mujanda and Lerani Mujanda. So, in this way, he was staying there. Now, when he was living there, Radha Das was still a very young boy. And Radha Das, as we know, he he was very detached from very early on in his life. He had no attraction for the material conditions of life and he was completely situated in spirituality. So, he was obviously attracted towards Haridas Thakur. So, he would go and visit Haridas Thakur when he was a young boy. And and in this way, and the would bless him, would restore his version blessing, blessings upon Raghunathas. So in this way he continued to live there. And in Balram Acharya, and at the house of God and Rujullah and Judah, they were the tax collectors for the district, for the king. They used to have assemblies in their home every day. Now, in that assembly there used to be great learned scholars, and other devotees, and they would discuss. The prophets of the Supreme Lord. And now that Haridas Thakur had come and to live in their village, they would sing the glories of Haridas Thakur and how he would chant about the holy names of the Lord. So then they once had this desire to have him over in this assembly. So then Balramacharya, who was serving Haridas Thakur, um, he requested Haridas Thakur to come to this assembly. And Haridas Thakur was kind enough to agree to this proposal. So Balramacharya takes him to their house to the assembly of all the various uh, scholars and all the Brahmas, and but uh, and both the brothers, the, uh, Hiranya Majumdar and Govardhan Majumdar, were very pleased to receive and they paid their full obeisances to Haridas Thakur and all the other uh, Vaishnavas and learned Brahmas, they also paid their utmost respects to uh, Haridas Thakur. So when Haridas Thakur was Seated comfortably, then they all started singing his glories, so they started glorifying him to chanting the holy names of the Lord. So in this way, uh, glorifying him, and then slowly so slowly they started glorifying the holy names and the potency of the holy name of the Lord. Now that brings us to this verse here from Jesus and that provides is quoting in this purple. Haya, shaya, haite, haya. So that's why Shri Prabhupada writes in the purport that uh, some of the devotees there were saying that uh, by chanting the holy names of the Lord, all your sins can be destroyed. And sometimes that by chanting the holy names of the Lord, you can attain liberation. But then Haridas Thakur says, Haridas Sankarinya Namira Iye Dhuvit Padanaya Namira Padi Krishna Padi Prema Mukurjaya. So what does Haridas Thakur say? He says these two are not the actual benedictions that are bestowed by the holy names of the Lord. He says the actual benediction is Krishna Padi Prema Mukurjaya. What is the actual benediction then? At the lotus feet of the Lord, you will be able to get your love for the Supreme Lord. This is what Haritha says. And then Haridas has a beautiful example. He says, just as the sun rises, you know, even before the sun rises, what happens? We just need to a light, a strange light. But that strange light is enough to scare away the thieves and the rogues who might be loitering in the streets. There are enough to scare away the ghosts. So those kind of things will go away. And the sun is not an object. You cannot see the sun and you cannot see the sun rays. But yet, it has had the effect. So that's what um, Srila Parika Stampo says that when you are chanting, but your chanting is not mental chanting or it is accidental chanting, that like you just chant the you name know, of the Lord jokingly or out of... Or even with apra, like if you're performing 10 offenses, or if you're chatting jokingly or inattentively, or somebody is not even doing it intentionally, it is unintentional, even then the Lord's name are so potent that they will actually give you these predictions that the sinful reactions will be reduced. And if one continues to do it, even liberation, moksha can be attained. So this is. Such is the potency of the Holy Names of the Lord. So in this way we understand that the Lord's name uh, will automatically bestow meditations, these fact meditations, mukti and mukti, because the Lord's name is so powerful, these are just the good side effects like, of chanting the holy names of the Lord. Just for example, you know when we go to work, a Monday example, if you go to work, like for the job you get compensation, you get a salary. But the ma- boss or the manager of the organization, he also gives some bonus from time to time. He doesn't have to, but he may. So in this way, when the Lord's names are chanted, then we get freedom from sinful reactions and you do not need to make a separate endeavor. Like, just as it's mentioned in the Quran, Purana, Namas Chinta Krishna Chetaniras Vidraha Puma nam, nam e. So, the holy names
1: of the Lord are like a transcendental
0: touchstone, for it is Krishna Himself
1: and who is the reservoir of
0: all pleasures. So, because the Lord is not different from His names, that is why these kind of potencies are bestowed upon him. Like for example, if we, if a thirsty man calls out water, 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 will he be able to quench his thirst by just calling out? No, he will be thirsty. He has to take the water and he has to drink that water to be able to quench his thirst. However, it is mentioned that the Lord and his name are Abhinna from now Nam, Nam- the Lord and his names are not different. That's why when we chant the Holy Names of the Lord, then we can acquire the nature of the Lord. And what is the nature of the Lord? He is Satchatanda, right? He is eternal, knowledgeable and all blissful. So when we chant without our senses, we are also able to taste. As we progress as practicing devotees, then slowly slowly reach that stage and we can actually get some experience of it. Of course, the pure experience of chanting the Holy Names can be shared only by someone who's chanting purely and how he's experiencing the Lord's um, you know, blissfulness and Ananda. But they can be experienced even by someone who's at an early stage.
1: So in the Harimun
0: Sintamani, it is mentioned in quite detail that even those who do not chant attentively, like, say so for example this is just that they have just chanted the name. They have chanted it unintentionally. For example, Ajamel, as you know, the famous passing of Ajamel, he was only calling his little son Narayana. Ajamel was 88 years old. He had only had 10 children, but he was very attached to his youngest boy, and he had unintentionally named Narayana, and then out of affection. He would always take his name, ask him to come and sit with him, ask him to eat with him. And in this process, he chanted the Lord's name so many times that almost the whole day would be calling Narayana, Narayana. So in this way are chanting unintentionally. This is Nama bhas, And then another aspect to do in Nama bhas is inattentive, And we are all a little bit inattentive chanting because sometimes we are chanting while we are talking and sometimes we are chanting when we are on the phone and sometimes we are chanting when we are walking around and we are looking at things. So that is inattentive chanting. It means we are calling the name of the Lord but there is Inattentiveness, we are not listening to what we are saying. And then jokingly, like some people when they are not devotees, they are jokingly, they might say, oh, can your Krishna fix this problem for me? So they are just joking like that. So even when they say something like this, it gives them a positive effect. They make progress in spiritual life are just saying it jokingly. And then denyingly, like in a, in a negative way sometimes, like so a lot of times they who are not devotees of Krishna, they say something in a disrespectful way. But they are still chanting the holy names of the Lord and they can get the benefit of that. Like sometimes Shishupal is considered in that category that he actually wasn't uh, uh, chanting the Lord's name with respect. In fact, he was in disrespect for what he attained liberation just because he was chanting the name of the Lord all the time because of his envy for the Lord. So in this way, even now, Abhas can grant liberation and all auspiciousness on a person who is constantly chanting the names of the Lord inattentively, unknowingly. However, even this chanting should be free of offences. Now, the ten offences, Sri Krishna quotes them again and again in the pages of Bhagavatam and in Gita and Chaitanya Charitamrita because these offences are the biggest obstacle that we ever face. In the Lord and in the holy names. That's why we up a back and we chant 60 rounds every day. Now, this is called Namah but it is with faith. So, when it is with faith, then it can destroy more benedictions, right? It can completely absolve us of all our sins and it can destroy all the effects of Kali as mentioned. And then it can even us the goals of dharma, artha, kama, moksha, right? All the goals of human form of life that can also be attained. And it is said that it can even take us up to vaikunda. But it is possible if we are at this stage, we are planted with faith, but there are no offenses. As long as there are offenses even at this stage, then the results are delayed. And that's why this stage continues, continues. But it is mentioned that someone who is not enchanted with faith, with accumulation of his namahas without faith, he can actually come to a stage of developing faith and then he can chant with faith. So the biggest something block for devotees is the the offences that they commit. And why do we commit offences? The cause of all the offences is that the life in our hearts. Right? We don't have a pure heart, right? so there is lust, anger, greed, envy, pride, illusion. so we have six enemies within that are constantly hammering us, that are constantly pushing us backwards. We make progress, but because of the anarthas we end up committing offences. Because of pride we may say something um, annoying to another devotee, or because of greed we may do something um, unpleasant to somebody else. back, then and but in every devotee, continues to uh, make an effort to move forward. So, how does it explained that? How is? this is, the clearing that is a clearing stage. Now, it's called the clearing stage. Shraddha Nagamas. Clearing stage happens when you know when a devotee strives to chant purely. So, you know the sincerity of a devotee. How we actually reach that stage is that a devotee will see that they are at least striving to chant purely, And they are regular in their practice, regular in you know, getting up at the same time every day, chanting their rounds first in the morning, and they try to consciously avoid offences. Also, <clears throat> and in this way, the anarthas can be cleared, not only the anarthas, just mentioned that even all the offences can be nullified if we continue our sadhana and practice in spite of our anarthas. And then in this way the devotee becomes steady. So you should also mentioned how <coughs> this uh, the, the mist of ignorance also covers us. So sometimes this stage of anarthan liberty takes many, many years, and sometimes it may even take many, many lifetimes. And how does that happen? That's because if we uh, they we don't make a conscious effort to get out of this ignorance or we uh, you know try to if we have the anarthas and we are not making a conscious effort to um, um, overcome them, then we can stay stuck on the stage. And also, ignorance of what? We need to understand the nature of the Holy Name. We need to understand the material nature around us and their mutual relationship. How does the Holy Name work? How is the, the, the relationship between the Lord and the Holy Name, and the material nature and the jiva? So this is mentioned, this is sambandhyan, you know, the information of the, about the, uh, these elements. They are called sambandhyan. So then when one takes shelter of the spiritual master, then the spiritual master can actually guide us into uh, uh, into a proper practice. And that is called, and when one is able to do that, it is called abhideya, the process. So once you find out the process, then we are suddenly situated and then we can make significant progress in the path of makti. However, it is mentioned that some stay stuck on this stage and some can even end up becoming serious offenders. So how does that work? It is mentioned that somebody who is deliberately holding some misconceptions and doesn't want to understand <coughs> uh, the supreme law and does not want to understand the nature of the holy thing such a person will always uh, remain in misconceptions and he may end up committing a lot of offenses. And also some may chant with a different goal. You see, because the Lord says, the airs of surrender me are me. Some actually worship the Lord or they chant the holy to get material revelations. And in that case, they will not. Attain pure ground of water. They will not be able to chant purely as well because this isn't it. That is not their goal. What is the goal? The goal is to attain, like some, for example, some Ayavadis, they want to attain liberation. So if the goal is liberation, if the goal is not bhakti, then the Lord will give them liberation. As also, with the intention that you surrender to the Lord, with the desire that you have the heart, you see, because the holy names of the Lord are desire and your desires. So whatever desire you have, you attain that. So you can attain Brahman intelligence. But devotees don't want devotees do not want that goal. Cool. They always they consider the greatest misfortune to be able to merge into the Brahman intelligence. Also, Vishnu Thakur mentioned in Madhuri Badamali. He says, what are the two yardsticks? Or how do we measure it? You know, the, the efforts or the progress that we are making because sometimes we may a feeling that we have stagnated or we are just not making any progress or sometimes we even feel that we are going downwards and backwards. So he says <clears throat> there are two aspects. He says the measure is the intensity effort. How much effort is a practicing devotee making to um, to to hear attentively, to chant attentively? To um, follow the instructions of the spiritual master, to preach, right? So, all these instructions, when they are given by the spiritual master, they are to help us progress. And if you are following these instructions, so the first, thing says, yap stick is intensity in the effort. How, how much effort are we making to make progress in spiritual life and to chant attentively? That matters a lot. The other one is the ease of chanting. You see, first, I'm going to at least come to a steady stage when they rise in the morning, they sit down to chant, they will be able to chant attentively and if not, if the mind is wandering off, they will be able to bring their mind back. That is, at least we are trying to make an effort to bring the mind back, which means you are at least attentive where your mind is going.
1: Now, sometimes when devotees chant,
0: when we chant, the whole sixteen nams are gone and even know where the mind was the mind was and we don't even try to bring it back. What does that mean? It's completely spaced out. We are not attentive and we are not reflective. So,
1: yeah. so, that is the aspect
0: Ease of chanting. Are we easily able to bring the mind back? Or are we so spaced out that we are not even trying to bring the mind back? So, that he says is another level. So, if you are having difficulty, um, we mentioned, earlier, mentioned, if you are having difficulty to bring your mind back while you are chanting, it's not easy, then there is some problem. Then, there are some offenses that are holding you back. But and so that is why it is said that then what is the what are what are the causes? It is mentioned different stages of conduct and like different causes are laziness, sleep, or inertia is mentioned. That you just too casual. Yes, you ja-, yes, you are chanting, but are you chanting attentively Are you making an effort do? that is not possible? Distraction. So the more focused we are, the less distracted we will become by the activities happening in our surroundings. But the less focused we are, the more easily we will become distracted. And then indifference, which means we are not even indifference is an opposite of like Utsahan, like Utsahan Vishya with enthusiasm, with determination and with patience. We do the same thing again and again and again. That also requires a lot of patience. Not giving up yet having the enthusiasm. That is opposite of indifference.
1: And then attraction towards
0: sense gratification. Right? This is the tenth offense as well to maintain material attachments in spite of being given so many instructions in this matter. Right? So sometimes when the sense gratification and material attractions are very strong, it is very difficult to chant the holy names of the Lord. So in this way, so many instructions are given by Acharyas in different books on how to chant gently. And as Srinathopa mentions here, the Mukti and Mukti are only side effects. There is a much better and higher goal that we can attain by chanting the name of the Lord. So how to get over these anathas And how to make this another liberty stage, um, how to cross beyond it faster? So, you know, it is mentioned that we can't just do it if we are not making a conscious effort to get rid of these anarchas. You know, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also says, Amaniya Mana Tenam, Heath In Sadahari, He says, by giving all respects to others and by not expecting any respect for, your, for yourself, you know, and more humble than the weight of Rams, more tolerant than the tree, in that state of consciousness, we can chant the going things of the Lord constantly. So more humble than the layer of grass. More humble. What does grass do? When we walk on the grass, we step on the grass, it nicely bends. It doesn't retaliate, it doesn't poke us in our It just bends. And when we take the next step, it just comes back up again. So no problem, you step on it, it's flexible, it will bend, and when you move down, it just comes back up again. And then you take the next step and, and hundreds of people walk on the grass, but never has it complained, right? So that is the level of humility, more humble than the blade of Christ, yeah, and more tolerant than the tree, right? So, look at the tree, how tolerant the tree is, that somebody comes and picks up all the fruits of the tree. Even the fruits that belong to the tree, somebody else comes and picks them, right? Which is the same thing as saying, have work hard the whole month, and somebody comes and takes a salary. how would we feel, right? So we think, at least this is honestly earned money, this is mine. This, at least leaves this with me, this is my claim, claim it, right? But even, the tree even lets go, that go away. It's not attached, right? So the fruits are gone, and somebody may come and take the leaves of the tree, right? And somebody else may come and take the wood, the branches, to make fuel. but the tree doesn't complain, right? So the tree never complains. That's a more tolerant than a tree, like, Others may come and take things from you, others may do things to you, but you never complain. And he says, when you teach this stage, in that state of consciousness, one can chant the holy names of the Lord constantly. Now,
1: if you think of it, it's actually a very, very high stage, it's an advanced stage, which
0: um, you know very attained, but of course you always have attained it. And if we see these qualities are very important and, and even um, in, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna actually mentions that these qualities many times that we need to the bad ones that we need to get rid of and good ones that we need to cultivate, right? So, and the anathas are actually the root cause of all our problems. Because of the anathas, we, and because of our attachment to the fear world, we remain, mm. we remain, remain entangled and we commit offences. And as long as we commit offences, then the chanting, the result of chanting is not fully manifest to us. The holy name
1: cannot bestow their full mercy
0: on to us. So, these are mentioned again and again. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, in Chapter 12, he has mentioned qualities that in dear Krishna, Sarva no envy, free of envy for other villages. Right? So, this is one of the qualities that he has mentioned that are very dear to me. Become non-envious. And the, the whole reason why we are in this material world is because we are envious of Krishna. So we ended up having a separate area of control. We wanted a separate area of enjoyment from him. And that's why we ended up in this material world. And then in chapter 13 also, there are elements of knowledge. There he again mentions. Ājānyokas, Namsakshyams, Hedaya, Namini, Brahma. So, in this way. Then, Amanatron. If you see, this one quality comes again and again. Humility. Right? Like Chaitanya Bhattu says, Amanatron. Then again, in chapter thirty, Krishna repeats, Amanatron, Anampatron. Humility, quietness, non-violence. So these qualities need to be consciously cultivated. You, yes, the bullying name it says, it has a potency to purify us, but we also have to make a conscious effort to cultivate them, right? Discipline, regularity, cleanliness, um, non-violence, humility, we need to cultivate. Even if you don't have extra purposes, take it, that's what fake it till you make it. If you do not have humility, at least try to be humble. If you're not naturally humble, slowly, slowly, humility will come. And Krishna a stop there in chapter 15. You know he also discusses how to cut the. He says ahsan goshrein a We have to cut the with a weapon of detachment and determination. Cut all our illegal attachments. And then in 1515 again he says nirmanam ho ahsan Nirman again amanina mana dreena ke tumya kare. Amarnam and again Nirmal. So this, the biggest problem it appears that we have is the false ego, prestige, right, which keeps us away from humility. And then in sixteen, he clearly says, he says, Mishcha, These qualities belong to the demoniac. He clearly says that you have these qualities. Yes, you have demoniac tendencies in you. So in this way, Krishna has also mentioned so many places that we need to consciously come over these qualities we need to uh, um, eradicate these vices in our heart and you know as this famous example the Srila Prabhupada gives us of a marriage party which was trying to cross over so all this, the group of men and family got together they got into a boat it was early hours in the morning it was really dark and they were they all got into the boat and the boatman started rowing for them now, they had to cross this river and go on to the other side. But it was really dark, so they couldn't really see where they were going. But anyway, the boatman kept dropping, and the boatman knows where he was taking them. So they were waiting to get to the other side. Now, as the sun rose, as they could see light, they realized that they were still on this end. They hadn't even moved an inch. And why was that? Because the ropes were still tied. They did not... Um, open the ropes from the anger, so it was still tied. So, if you don't tie, similarly, Prabhupada says that if we don't consciously try to come over these anarthas in our heart, and yes, we are chatting the holy needs of the Lord, right? So, every morning also, that's why you say, bahur Bahujan Kare Adi Shabram Kirtanam, na Natara Bhai Krishna Kare tanam. Why will we will not get? Because we are committing the offenses, offenses for the devotees. Nama Seva Paran, Vesheva Paran. you know, so when we keep committing these offences then we will be pushed back again in the So, then, that is why these offences have to be consciously worked on, these Allah in the heart have to be consciously worked on and also of course depend on the mercy of the Lord. We try our rest and then we wait for the Lord to be merciful upon us because eventually He is the one. He says, I will Clear all these um, dirty things in your heart, but we have to given give you the opportunity to do it. So in this way, the calling of the Lord can give us the highest validations. So then for a devotee, the bhukti and mukti that Shri Rupa mentions in the Purpur, they are insignificant. He doesn't worry much about these things and he focuses, focuses on the real goal of his devotional life. I will stop here and see if there are any questions, comments, or corrections. Yes. Please. So then, uh, not to worry, chess, the holy name. was a Krishna. He was just calling his ex-wife's dog. But see, how any Krishna entered in their life like that? He tells how they, on you know, we started going to the temple more often and then they became the devotees. So this is how it, it accumulates and slowly, slowly it gives you faith. So then he developed faith. So it's a very good example of how someone who had no faith and he was just calling, calling his dog but the name was Krishna, so then slowly Krishna entered. Into his heart and gave him faith and then he started with faith. Thank you. Yes, sir. But, uh, thanks for the question, too. Thank you. He said uh, the three stage uh, that from now on, to now on, us, then we must chant, I and faith and everything. How do you mind? move from Navas to Shuddha That is, That is the good idea. See, then we are at the stage of Shraddha Nama means from when we are um, at the stage when we have faith, but it is naam But then at the same time we keep committing offenses, right? So um, that becomes Abharad and that holds us back. Right. In the inattentive chanting, is in itself, it's a nama so we not chanting attentively. But still, like it's mentioned, that the holy names of the Lord are so potent, will keep, give it will give you those benefits. So, how to come to the stage of, uh, from, nama Shuddha nama? that's the question, right? See, it is a very long process, it depends on the individual endeavours, how much Determined you are, and it depends also how much baggage you are carrying on the reactions, right? So, and then, because they may pose serious hindrances in a spiritual life. That's one thing. The other thing is how serious they are in a spiritual life. So you see that sometimes some, you must have seen some devotees take it so quickly. They come to chanting 16 rounds within a few months. The others take many many years to come to 16 rounds. So it is, that is some, something what is holding them back? It is a determination that they don't have that takes longer, something proper, some it depends on how much faith you have how much confidence you have, right? How much endeavour an individual is willing to make to move forward and,
1: and it is not that we
0: you know, even in the stage of Namakas, it's not that we don't experience the Lord, we experience the the experience of the experience we experience peacefulness. We experience we have developed a lot of detachment of objects of sense gratification. You know, like so many things that we tend to give up, And we have a natural attraction for the, the Lord's keys and for doing services to the Lord. So that is actually an indication of how we are making progress. But to be able to come to Shuddhana, like, you know, this requires a lot of uh, sincere effort a lot of sincere effort. And, you know, like, King like, guy, he just chanted one, once, and he, one moment, and that's it, he became, he became pure devotion. So, it depends on, our our effort. It doesn't depend on anything, of course, on the mercy of the Lord. Sometimes, we may be making effort, and we may be, uh, sincere, and we have reached it, but the Lord will not bestow. His mercy upon us. He will make us great. He wants us to be patient. Maybe he wants to give us more deeper realizations. So it depends on our sincere efforts and it also depends on the Lord's mercy. So sometimes the Lord wants deeper relationships, deeper realizations, because in the case of Nāyatuni, how he was already at a very advanced level when his mother had died and he was just traveling through villages and cities saw the Lord, went. but the Lord came and the Lord disappeared and in the next life he became nara he because the Lord wanted him to make further progress, the Lord wanted him to deepen his relationship. So sometimes the Lord might also keep us waiting, it's up to him, you know, he, because he knows what's best for us. And sometimes he may give. but yes, Shodha I was giving in a lecture, it was mentioned Prabhupada, I this man, that is the gave initiation to some devotees in their and they started chanting. And they started and in those, everybody chanting used to be 64 rounds at least. So they started six, ch- chanting 64 rounds. And within a week's time, they started experiencing ecstatic symptoms.
1: You know, so just imagine the
0: purity of those devotees that you only we week to come those days where they're actually getting a few glimpses of you know the of the feeling of shuddhlam. But so it is an individual effort. Of course, those were the days when things are people or simple-hearted. You know, so crookedness is actually the you know mentioned as one of the, the anarchists in the heart. We're crooked. We are not straightforward, and that really keeps us back in the continuing world. So. Yeah, so yes, from Namaph to it is an individual's mm-hmm. own journey. How they will travel depends on how how much they have become detached from the material and how much they have become attached to the spirit. Mm-hmm. In Everybody's individual journey. And then, like I said, focus on consciously moving the environment and focus on having a regulated practice. And then leave it to Krishna because I think we are dependent on, we do our best and yet we still have to depend on the Lord for His mercy. From my little ability, that's all I can share, I know you know better. Then we run Kashmir Bhagavadan tea, the tea of the yeah. the